0: Alright, hey everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial. Essentially, gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else, and what I would like to consider a real estate titan our very special guest and Future Titan for today, Jill McFerrin. Jill, thanks so much for being oh, on the show. absolutely. I am so honored to have you. I know that there's so many people that are really excited about this one, so to you you know, so much. Um, so we definitely want to go into the series of questions that we ask every Titan on the series to really let people know who you are and what makes you tick. So if it's all right, let's just dive right in. Let's do it. Okay, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm Jill McFerrin of 3Max Properties. And I've been in real estate for 25 years. But down home, I'm just a Texas girl. Wow. I was raised at I was raised 13 miles away from where they still base the West Texas crude oil prices to this day. Wow! So it's the home of the Santa Rita, the home of the Lost Cause, and I'm from Big Lake and we're Reagan County Owls all the way, and
0: wow.
1: just only left because of opportunity.
0: Okay. And
1: not much there unless you're in the oil field or you raise cattle and sheep. But That's what my family did. Oh, so our family, my grandparents actually met on the ship. From Germany, landing in Galveston, Texas, going up to Homestead in West Texas. And they've been there since 1890. Mm-hmm. Fifth generation ranchers down there, and my brother now is running most of the places. And my family actually uh, controls over 100 sections of land. They're actually run between Big Lake, Texas, and San Angelo, into Tom Green County, and to Ozona, Texas, where my family's actually from. Wow. So. Yeah.
0: So coming from that background, and mm-hmm. Texas and Colorado, I mean, what what brought you here, Jill? I mean.
1: Again, opportunity. Okay. What happened was I went to college mm-hmm. and I graduated from Tarleton State. Cool. I'm a rodeo girl, so I had rodeo scholarships the time I was out there. Wow. And then went back to Tech to work on my—because I started off at Texas Tech. Okay. And so I pledged a sorority there, but I wanted to get more back into the rodeo because that's what I grew up doing.
0: Hmm.
1: So I'm kind of stepping forward. But oh, So shit. I went to Tarleton, a rodeo, graduated in, in, in business, and went back to Tech to work in finance. Hmm. I did my MBA. And didn't last, I was, I was through with it. So okay. then I went rodeoing with my sister and brother-in-law for six months. We traveled <laughs> the country. He's, a, he's a, a world champion rodeo guy that's actually here in the Colorado Springs uh, Hall of Fame, Rodeo Hall of Fame. I've got a couple of cousins also in there. Get so, out of here, that's great. <laughs> so we crossed the country rodeoing, so I got, and that's when I saw Colorado. <laughs> now the oh. odd thing is that my mom actually went to CC. Really? But her family moved up here. Okay. and went to CC in the 40s during World War II, went back to North Texas where they're really from and met my dad at Rodeo. So went back and, met, and then married him. So I, you know, that was before my time, so we were all raised in West Texas where my dad was raised. But, uh-huh. um, so I said, you know, my husband always we always loved Colorado, let's go check uh-huh. it out. Yeah. We did and fell in love with
0: it. <laughs> Restless history. <laughs> okay, so going through that background uh-huh. and getting to Colorado, why real estate? What got you, what's your pathway to where you are today?
1: Well, all my life, I just been told to work hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. Work hard? I thought I was working hard. I always okay. had discipline, sure. um, and I was a, a student athlete. Uh, averaged twenty-five points a game my senior year in basketball. Wow. Um, the, well, I still had a record and run the four forty at my high school. So I've always been it, and, and always very active. Okay. Uh, but I didn't know it particular how to direct that. You had to realize that in my little small Oldville town. There's no such thing as selling real estate. Hmm. Your family either is left it to the next child or the house just kind of ride away, or somebody just kind of moved in. Wow. Because it was only about 5,000 people, okay. and it's very transient. It's very oil field related. So the, <laughs> town, the town would swell almost two, two times its size on, on the weekdays, on the weekends. then they would flush out to Midland, Odessa, or San where their families were. Wow. So there was just no... There was no uh, money in real estate. As far as mm-hmm. your home was not your life insurance policy. Your home was the place you lived and you enjoyed and that's what you did. So I didn't even know the concept of real estate really. Wow. Except that you should get in it because okay. there's a lot of money in it. Okay. <laughs> But I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> so I took a real estate course uh-huh. at college yeah. and I, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. But I made a C. It's one of my lowest grades I made. Get like, yeah. It was here. summer school. I wasn't really paying attention. Wow. But but it did kinda you know record. And so mm-hmm. um started off in banking, I got at college. Okay. And then I was gonna be I was become a lawyer. That's what I really wanted to do. Wow. I'd gone to state in persuasive speaking, hmm. I really enjoyed it, but I didn't want the commitment. I didn't want more college debt. Interesting.
0: You know? Yeah, very good. So smart. I, so I uh,
1: just kind of waved it around. When I went with my brother and sister, I had the opportunity to meet other people, mm-hmm. and I actually got hired by my, one of my brother's best friends uh, in the Monterey, uh, Col- uh, Monterey, California area. Okay. He owned auction companies. Hmm. And, of course, it was right in, my, right in my wheelhouse because it was cattle and sheep and goats, which I was raised with all my life. But on the weekends, we did police auctions. So no yes, and so that was back when when it first started. They would they would uh, expand and take impound people who had drug charges and that sort of thing. Sure. and so we would end up doing uh, police cars, boats, you know, excess police cars, cars there in Salinas County, boats. Uh, we did uh, uh, oh, household furnishings, anything that they got oh. from these drug peddlers. Huh. Oh and real. then and then about that time. California was just booming because this was the mid 1980s. Okay. So in Monterey, they were selling their property off, but it was for huge profits. These hmm. farmers were. Okay. But they, but in the Midwest, by that time, you're so we talking about Willie Nelson and there and all that sort of thing going on sure. with the farmers going broke. Well, we would go and sell these farmers uh, all their tractors and, and household goods and stuff because they're literally selling their homes because were becoming part of the interstate. Wow. And they're going off and like buying. Property in Hawaii, huh. right? Or something like that. Sure, sure. It wasn't was a sad event. Okay. But yet we'd have the Salinas uh, TV shows come, up, come in with, with caskets like The Death of the American Farmer Uh-oh. and stuff like that. So we did a lot of things like that. Okay. And then I got tired of that life. It was seven days a week, mm. it was a lot of stress. Okay. And by this time I, had met, my, I had met Mike. I was living in Hollister, and I met Mike, my husband. Oh. He was in Monterey. And I answered, this is just so odd. I okay. answered this weirdest. Okay. It was literally two lines. It was receptionist and the phone number. Wow. I just wanted it. And I was just trying to get over to Monterey. That's yeah. where my boyfriend was. I was living you know, 30 miles away. I thought so i just try it. Sure. I go and I find they call and they say, yeah, you know, come to this address. Well, I didn't know the area at all. Hmm. Got there, it was this huge real estate company. Oh. He was looking, it was the president and the owner, John Mahoney, hmm. and he had commercial real estate. He did, he did uh, Salinas, Monterey, uh, Maria Del Oaks, I do you know those areas, okay. all, all through there, sure. Watsonville, Prunedale, and uh, needed someone as his personal assistant and mm-hmm. also help him manage his three office buildings. Wow. And that's how I got into real estate. Just sad. like that. Just so,
0: like that, I about mean, literally falling into it that way. I mean, no, yep. knowing what it is and going through and then taking the course, but that's... So funny how that happened. So, all right, so you took that position. What yes. was it like and then transitioning into where you're at now? I mean, what, what did that look like?
1: Well, first of all, it's 6461919. 19. Uh, I'll was never forget that. Phone steel over. trap. Steel <laughs> trap right here. This is great. And so, I started working for three years. Okay. And, well, first of all, self confidence is a lack of, has never been a problem for me. Okay. So sometimes it's the other way. Get and out of here. I, you I, know, I, I can't far, tell right? that at all. So, I was. I just watched these. he had six agents with him, and of course, they were commercial, and two were attorneys. Okay. And I would sit there and I'd, you know help them with their forms and so just fill out things with them. You know, I was I was the the office manager slash the gopher, slash the go to the bank girl slash you know whatever drive their car to the everything. car wash. I did everything. Everything. <laughs> right, right, And I got to think, and I was also the person who wrote their commission checks. Ah,
0: uh-huh. all right. Yeah. Very key.
1: Very key. Yes. And I'm. 28 and not really doing much, wow. and I'm writing these checks, and I'm looking at them, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to go
0: take my test. I got your number, and that's, exactly. that's really what really okay, <laughs> cool.
1: So cool. So that was back in the day when you had drive to San Francisco in mm-hmm. the Mission District, which is the worst, at that time was oh, worst. Wow. You had to walk over the bums, get to take the test. You know, and then they mail the results to you in three weeks. No you know, way. Wow. And so I passed my test there. Okay. But I never did I never did practice there. Hmm. I, I just worked with John had, and hung my license. Okay. Um but uh I, I I wanted to get in, into residential. It okay. was commercial, it just seemed a little cold to me. Hmm. Just it wasn't quite frankly it wasn't fast enough for me. Okay,
0: that's fair.
1: It just it just wouldn't go They one, two deals a year. Mm-hmm. I just it just
0: sure.
1: yeah, you know, and I, as I thrive on the pressure. Yeah and I on the on a deal, it just wasn't enough. And so we decided, my husband decided, you know what, I'll leave Monterey. Mm-hmm. And it's, because it we've been there six years. Okay. And the interesting thing about that no one leaves Monterey. People people eat beans and live in their parents' basements to
0: stay in Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> Eating beans in Monterey. And you know, my husband, like, he's
1: the way the first Monterey kid to ever leave? Wow. He goes, let's go. And so I said, oh, okay, it's kind of little skid marks, probably still to mm-hmm. stay, me wow. leaving, wow. liked it. Um, so we left and we traveled, we we sold our house and hmm. at that time the it was it was late eighties and or oh, no sorry it was early nineties and I mean the prices were like they were here just inch it inching. up. Inch and up. Wow. So we, we, we had an opportunity to buy a home, okay. lived there two to three years I'd say, and then like you could not not sell. But then you no. knew if you sold, you're never coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Well, that we believed that at the time, but now we know it's just like this. It's right? cyclical, yeah. So, um, so we left, and what's the first thing we did? We bought a car. <laughs> that's what you did, right? You bought a brand new car. <laughs> makes <first sense>. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, and we got it, and we repaired thing storage. We had mm-hmm. a one year old, Zach, our oldest, and oh, he was okay. one. Stuck him in the car seat in the back, mm-hmm. got one of those carriers. That's where our whole life was for six months. And we zigzagged across the country I don't know. trying to figure a place for it. Hmm. So the first thing they said was, Austin, Texas. Hmm. Well, by this time, it was July. My California boy, <laughs> he saw a sweat bead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. not again. <laughs> what is this? Yes. Oh, this? feeling under my arms, wow. right? Yeah. And like, no, no. And he saw a shiner beer. And like, I'm no.
0: Wow. No way. Wow. So
1: then it was, okay, not going to be Austin. You need to go to Santa Fe. Okay. Went to Santa Fe. Wow. No. Huh. He goes, I'm not gonna build Adobe's.
0: Because okay. by this
1: time he was thinking about getting into building trace. He was always a, a, a commercial painter and a oh. painting estimator. Wonderful. There. But he wanted he always wanted to build loved drafting, loved that sort of thing, drawing his houses. So he goes, Now nah, this isn't gonna happen. I'm not gonna build brown adobe's. Wow. So I said, you know that's when he said, Well, you know what, let's go up to, let's go up to Carter Springs. Mm-hmm. My uh, this time my my sister was keeping us our son, so let's just go up here. It was July. Okay. 1991, and I don't remember, but this was the repo capital of the world. And that was because Banning Lewis was under receivership.
0: And so that's why it
1: was such a huge piece of land. That's why it got that that moniker. Mm -hmm. But it came up here. Well, we can. And this sounds so pretentious, but we cannot believe how inexpensive it was. Yeah, sure. And it had well, come on,
0: coming from California, exactly. Yeah, that was
1: not not expensive coming from big like Texas.
0: Right. But <laughs> I did like somewhere <laughs>
1: before then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So my life had changed a bit. So and then the grass was just waving in the wind. Hmm. So Especially bought the piece of land that here where we are. Yeah, out of here. We and we saw this
0: little. This is beautiful. Side. This is beautiful oh, out here. Absolutely gorgeous. Blessed.
1: Yeah. So blessed. And then it. And then one was just one foot in front of the other up getting my license okay. and here just transferred over here to Colorado yeah. and worked with the rawhide company because that's oh. who you had to be with in Black Forest in okay. 92 this time it was 92 sure. and uh, Doug Barber took me under his wing and oh. he's PPAR now and is still a dear friend
0: great reputation and in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah
1: and he actually tutored me for a solid year mm-hmm. we met and I've learned Everything hmm. I know under him and hmm. about the forest, and I, to this to this day, I'm forever grateful to him and Ken dad. Wow. Uh, they were wonderful people, but then again, you know, you think times change, things sure. change. Hmm. You know, you're young and you're ambitious. Right. And so I had four builders that I worked with in the '90s, wow. and so I was out here exclusively. But I was a little bit of what you call an accidental realtor. I was a mom. Okay. So this time we got our second daughter Ella, wow. and they're in school. And my real estate career really took second to them hmm. and my husband's building and uh-huh. the other three builders I represented.
0: Fantastic.
1: And so I didn't let the work much public because I was working with the builders. Okay. And then we did, I was fortunate to do a 67 acre, sub, I mean 67 lot subdivision here oh, wow. in the forest. Awesome. And so things kind of fell in, in in hand there. Okay. But it was still a very heavier emphasis on on raising the kids mm-hmm. and, and getting getting through that, right. and I'm I'm so glad I did. I can look back at, at women now, and, and I'm not sliding them for it nope. at all. But I'm just thinking I could I couldn't do it. But then it was a different life then. Right. Um, I will tell you how. Well, first of all, we had the books, okay. no computer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you took your picture. You drove to town to the kiosk, stuck it in there, got oh, your wow. pictures, came back, scanned them. So. A changing part of my life was I got that Navica with the floppy disk.
0: Oh my goodness! Because then I can stick
1: so in great. the computer. I did have to so to town.
0: For some no. of the newer real <laughs> estate professionals that are watching this, that that is going back. That's fantastic. That is, just heat. That is fantastic. Yeah.
1: So so it's kind of you know that was kind of fun. Okay. That's kind of been where I you know where I'm just and it's just sure. you look back and you kind of look at how far you've gone. Mm-hmm. And you think you can't quit now because where you are now is just everything you ever wanted. For sure. And
0: i i think it's fantastic jill and that story just to get to kind of where you're at and it speaks volumes about your reputation in this marketplace and who you are as a professional i mean everybody seems to know you and really love you and respect you so that obviously hard work and dedication and where you've positioned yourself with family and career phenomenal so everybody out there knows that that's the fact so but let's talk this is a beautiful segue into what's your why what makes you do what you do to the level you do that gets you out of bed in the morning and excited for what you do
1: well, as we talked about my why changes it all depends on my mood okay I
0: like this I like this keep, just like my password okay <laughs> you
1: can never ask what's your favorite food because okay. it could be tacos it could be Japanese food it could be Italian notes
0: depends on the day yeah, it yep. depends on the day That's fair. same
1: with my favorite color
0: okay but
1: I would say my why began with the money okay sure uh, for me, it was the best way to make the most money in the least amount of time. Love it. Because time is what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Time, 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 time. And then yeah. now, I still have a real problem with people who don't respect time over money, because money is time. I agree. So, for me, I had to get to the kids. I didn't want them in daycare. so I had, and, but, but we need a supplement. Mm-hmm. So, and also, I just couldn't stay home. Sure. I couldn't stay home. Okay. Uh, so, I just had to, to do something. Mm-hmm. I'll probably drive. I'll probably die driving down Hodgin Road. That <laughs> <laughs> seems like our woodman. Don't, don't, don't say Don't yeah, say that. Just, just, because that's what I do. And that's where I live. But, uh, but I should
0: just say that's my address. That's um, great. But so for, the, for me it started off with the money. Okay.
1: Then I think it swiveled to opportunity. Wonderful. And the opportunity, because in this business, I just can't think of another business that you can get into, and it used to be inexpensive to get into this business, right. but it's not now. It's it, if that has changed. For sure. Um, but to get in a business where there's just no ceiling. Mm-hmm. The harder and the quicker and the smarter you work, you're instantly gratified. Agreed. And, and for me, I just didn't want that ceiling. Because mm-hmm. um, even as a child, I grew up, I was a girl. Yeah, Your, sure. your dad has a ranch. Well, I'm a girl. This doesn't matter, you know. Okay. That they like the cheap labor. But yeah. <laughs> but it was not ever going to be mine. <laughs> right, you know, right. But it shouldn't be because that's not. You don't keep. You don't keep your family things together, screwing right. it up. Mm-hmm. And so, so I knew the opportunity wasn't there for me. Okay. And and so, real estate was the next best thing. But wow. for me, just to get up every day and wondering who you're going to meet, what's going to happen, good, bad, or ugly. Sure. How are you going to deal with it? Now my Hawaii, although I still, obviously, the money, the opportunity, but now my Hawaii is service. Mm -hmm. It's how can I be the very best I can be, and I can have the very best systems in place Mm -hmm. to serve the people, because the better you serve, the other two things fall into place. Love
0: it. And that that speaks continued volume about you and what you do in your career, and and we've kind of already alluded to that, so that's, that's huge for Hawaii. And I love the fact that it changed for you, because that's real. I mean, different parts of our life and, and different time frames will adjust, but all of those things make a lot of sense, and you're making a big impact with that. So that's, that's really okay. good stuff for sure. There's no doubt, no, no doubt. So I think that you, you alluded to systems in there, and I, and I love it into this kind of next question. For some of the other professionals that might be watching this, um, if you could look back at your career thus far, Jill, and pick or choose maybe one or two things that you might have added to your business that you found took it to another level, what does that look like for you?
1: Well, I've got a couple of things. Okay. Number one, and I mean, and this might get some pushback, but you have to be so totally selfish okay. with your time, hmm. with, with who you work with with and, 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 and totally focused. And it can't just be your whole family is focused on it. Sure. I mean, this isn't a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. My, the son works with me, my daughter works with me, my husband backs me. Wow. And we decided in 2012 I was going for it.
0: Okay.
1: And it took, it took three years, because 2012 was that great a year. Mm-hmm. But my husband's career was a little bit hatching back. Okay. And you know, but, you know I've always wanted to go with it, because I'm not going to have an excuse, because the excuse I used for years hmm was those men can do it because they have wives. Uh-huh. Well, no more excuses. You're not doing it because you don't want to do it. And I decided I'm doing it. And if I wake up every day and I'm not uncomfortable, then I'm not where I need to be. Wow. I am so uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable doing this. <laughs> do you hear
0: okay? that everybody? So I'm uncomfortable. Oh. I know. Even Jill, even Jill.
1: <laughs> so, so I mean, it's just little things they had to do. So I think that was number one, getting focused and getting selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, no more running down to Texas to see my family, they can come up here. Hello. You know, I had to get focused on me. Sure. Um, and, and, and you know what, actually my family, I think because of it, because I was in their lives. Agreed. <laughs> just, you know, you kicking know. yeah. up. Um, and then the second one on the systems was just trying, you know, trying to, some things are gonna be the same no matter what. Sure. Maybe it's a German in me, but you gotta get it straightened, you got because there are always, there's always that arm that you can't control, and that's human nature. Sure. So you've got lenders, you've got the buyer, you've got the seller, you've got the other agent, you, you've got yourself and mm-hmm. the mood that you're going to be in, or how sure. things are reacting, or whatever's happened to you over here, it's going to happen over here. Right. And so, and how things get deflected into deals that shouldn't be deflected in deals, but we're human. Mm-hmm. But they're the things that are the same every time, Right. you know? So getting those systems and getting them in place, and I tell you, no one's going to get them in place for you. You have to do it yourself, and then hire the people that will do it.
0: That is, uh, that's invaluable advice when it comes down to that. That is absolutely fantastic. You're talking about your time and value, and I don't think that, hopefully the, the, the viewers who are watching this show are gonna understand that it's not selfish. You need to be able to take care of yourself and your goals. The more successful you are, the more you can actually give. The more you can help. If you're trying to help everybody else and not focusing on what really matters in the order, then you're just gonna be spread too thin. You're not really gonna get it done to the level you need to. And that, again, separates you from everybody else and why I'd like to consider you a Titan. It's just, it's family, it's structure, it's order, it's time frame. So that's really, really good stuff and takeaways. And then, like you said, I mean, it seems simple, but there is a lot of consistencies in the business and there's a lot of headaches and things wow. that pop up, but there are certain things that you know and a lot of other professionals watching us know, just figuring that out and streamlining it the best you can to service the end user, which is the buyer and the seller, our clients and friends and family. So. That was a really, really good takeaway. Hopefully, everybody was taking notes on that one. That is good stuff. So let's go into the slightly tougher question, and this gives everybody a deeper window into Jill and who you really are. Um, When life is easy and simple, we can all skate by, no problem. But when challenges hit our way, that really separates us from everybody else, and we all deal with them. We're all human. In the past, right now, or into the future, we're all going to have problems. Um, So if you could look back at a time frame in your life, Jill, that you dealt with a challenge, that you overcame that made you a stronger person because of it what does that look like for you?
1: I don't know if it made me stronger but made me different. Okay. It, it, it changed the entire path of my life. And it was the death of my father okay. uh, my first week of my senior in high school. <laughs> so things were rolling along and uh, my father died. Now my father was a manager and ran the ranches down there. Okay. So not only did it change our lives, it changed our, it changed our way of living because there was no preparation for it
0: okay.
1: and my mother at the time started battling substance abuse so when I was 17 and I can and I said at that funeral and I watched that that Cassie go on the ground I knew my life was it was not over it was going to be different wow. and it was now I'm not saying to have support you know I've got 26 first cousins wow. okay. you know and, and so they're all pretty much in Texas um, I had aunts and uncles there that were wonderfully supported, but they had their families. Sure. And I had my brother, older brother, I'm the baby, okay. had older brother and sister. Okay. But they were married going on doing their things. Mm-hmm. And so I had a wonderful support group in college of great friends. Mm-hmm. And actually it was my friend's parents. Okay. That, so I was that kid that the parents would come and also take to dinner. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. I was a kid in the dorm. Yeah. And um, so that was hard. But my mom, ended up getting help. Okay. And it actually prolonged her life somewhat. But I did lose my parents at a young age. Wow. So I think what that what, the, what the way that way changed my direction is I knew I did not have a place in Regan County.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I probably never did, but probably the transition would not have been so abrupt. Okay. Um, and and we all struggled. My brother struggled. My sister struggled with that change uh, and lack of support. Because no how old you are, you need your parents. For sure. Um, so I went on to college, but maybe it's super. survived and did it but it was because of the steps and the things my parents taught me up to that point at a wonderful childhood but when it ended it was quick sure Um, so that's changed so that gave me the courage also to go other places and to travel because I didn't really have that home okay Um, so I mean my mom was there in but, but the way of life and everything else was so different. Sure. And um, professionally, as most realtors and anybody in construction, it was it was the greatest session. Okay. Oh. It just about broke us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike had a house out there because it built a spec in And I mean, it was like everything was great in two thousand three, not unlike today. Until, and I can tell you the was July two thousand seven. Wow. The phone just we're like the phones aren't ringing. Hmm. It just was so abrupt, also. Mm-hmm. And then, we, and Mike had a house sitting, and it's one of the, few. well, he was just finishing that, because he usually, his, his, he got his sell very quickly. Okay. But just, you know, we weren't having people come in, mm-hmm. what's going on, my listing started sitting, mm-hmm. kind of those just some small pullbacks on the prices, but what's going on? Right. And this guy came in and bought it in September from us, and it was so surprising, because it was the first time he took less than full price. Wow. And we're, th- we're thinking, what's going on? And and by that December of 07, we were thinking in January, what are we gonna do?
0: Unbelievable.
1: What are we gonna do? Just thank goodness we weren't left holding inventory. Okay.
0: That's the only thing.
1: Um, So then we struggled, and Mike had to pivot his entire business into flips, Hmm. and that's what we did up and through 2012. Okay. And then we just struggled, and then we Hmm. had two kids in college, you know. And and this, everybody knows this story, but 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 business-wise, that was the big one. Right. And then 2012, I said, you know what? I'm gonna.
0: and that, uh, look at where you're at now. And I think that's the big takeaway for a lot of people. I, I want to address, and you know, first of all, thank you for sharing because that's not easy to do to air our you know, issues mm-hmm. or problems out to everybody out there. But uh, family loss, that's gotta be the hardest challenge to deal with as far as I'm concerned, a loved one, um, a sibling, a parent, along those lines. But uh, to take away from that, at least what I got from you, is that you used that as a pivot position for a new direction. You said, "Okay, I'm here. I'm strong. I'm going to keep moving forward. And you didn't. You kept moving forward. You took what you were taught, and then you took it to another level. So well, there were some left and right. Yeah, uh, it <laughs> just different no, no, no inter- directions, right? No, you <laughs> turned. But I think that that's a big takeaway for so many people because we all look at it as you know the problems that we deal with now. They're yeah. so important and they're so bad to a lot of people. But so many people have it worse. We're we're very fortunate and blessed to, to be around to be able to do what we do. Um, you know, So just be grateful for what we have and you know, not, not just sweep under the rug the issues, but just overcome them and come through, but not necessarily forget them. So I thought that that was huge, huge takeaways, family loss and going through and growing. The financial struggle, I mean there's a lot of real estate professionals in top tier that dealt with that across the, you know, the United States. So that's a, that's a tough one to go through, but Jill, look at where you're at now and obviously doing the right things with the right people, having the right attitude and direction. You know, it all comes back in a positive light. And, and bad things do happen to good people. Right. Like it, that's, that's, that's okay, that's a fact of life, but you didn't let it stop you. And that's where you're at. So I think that that's been some really good stuff. So thanks for sharing that. Hopefully everybody really appreciate that as well. So let's go into the slightly softer question. This is actually one of my favorites. To, to lighten the mood a little bit, everybody. <laughs> uh, but I think that uh, this is really neat. If you could travel back in time mm-hmm. and give your younger self any stage of your life Piece of advice or two, what would you say to young Jill?
1: Settle down. Okay. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what my mother okay. said, said. slow down. Okay. Settle down, just breathe. Because right. I, I just tend to just go after it. Okay. And 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 I'm a, if I'm not if I don't have if I'm not juggling fish if I have things mm-hmm. on my plate then I will I'll just find fish to put on my plate. Okay. That's all there is to it. Uh, where are yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. I've got a free hand over here. Uh, so just you know, it will all be all right, Okay. you know,
0: but it's just all the time. I think that, and again, there's a lot of other professionals, especially in the top tier, that are gonna really resonate with that piece of advice. It's tough. It's easy to say, but it's very tough to do. You're wired a certain way. I'm wired a certain way where it's go, 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 drive, drive, drive. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have hit the goals and the notes that you've hit without that mentality and mindset. However, there's a lot of people out there that don't get it. They they look at it and say, you're crazy. Why would you work that hard? Chill out, relax. So there's a fine line in balance that I think everybody can take from that piece of advice, myself included, because if we're not there and we're not doing a million things at once, we're not being productive. We're being lazy. We're not hitting goals. And it's it's just a mindset mentality that I think every top producer who's watching this needs to kind of pay attention that it's not all about that. There's more to life really is family and goals and you know really getting joy and travel and conversations just kicking back and enjoying it so i think that's a really good piece of advice not just for young jill but for everybody out there watching this uh for sure so let's go into the feeding of the mind question which i think is really important for everybody to kind of get a window into you know how you educate yourself and continue to grow and to learn um so if you could look at you know kind of the books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, or maybe influencers on social media, life coaches, motivational speakers, uh, what are you feeding your mind?
1: Well, I, I'm coaching is tough for me because I already have this inert sense of urgency. Sure. So to, for someone to tell me, you need to go do this, do this, and this, my head would just start ringing. <laughs> I don't need anybody okay. telling me to do anything. Okay. I'm doing it anyway. Here we go. So I need the calmness, and I really enjoyed. And it really explains I really enjoy Josh Black. Oh. And yeah. he's a millionaire listing sure. guy from LA. Oh yeah. And you know, and, and, and you know, and we've watched him evolve too. You start off like a twenty-three year old mm-hmm. where he's working in his bed, it shows him and stuff, but now he's elevated himself up. Truly. He has some really, really good tips. Mm-hmm. And it's not you gotta go do this, you gotta go but it's just how to, mm-hmm. how to break into a different market. Uh, how are these people doing it right. and of course, it's easy to flip him off because you think well you know he's from a very very wealthy family. yes but you know I've seen people actually in our in our, in our uh, section of the world, mm-hmm. where also we're from a very known families they have a really hard time making into real estate mm-hmm. and, and so, so I think there's so I think it's not it's not a given they will get into it I mean for
0: sure.
1: Real estate is rel- relational and and transactional. Mm-hmm. relational gets your foot in the door. But you have to work the transaction, so these guys probably right. have more opportunity to get in. Right. But he just talks about what he had to do, and he's mm-hmm. young, but he's very insightful. Right. And it's almost like when you when you watch movies and those writers can write such profound things, and you look and they're so young, but how do they mm-hmm. how do they have that that sense? Sure. Um, kind of an old, kind of old soul. Exactly. He's yeah. very good, so I enjoy him. Okay. And then I uh, enjoy the, the uh, read some Keller Williams things. Right.
0: Okay. I know, I'm a girl. Shout out to Keller Williams. How about, about right that? Now.
1: Yeah, yeah. With, you know, the work that they've done. Um, I followed Bethany for the longest. Okay. okay. Uh, he's very, very relational. Yes. You know what he likes to do on, on, on his standpoint. Okay. Um, and then I just read a lot of I like murder mysteries. Okay. And okay. I read a lot of... Uh, these things about about Titans and other parts of the world. Okay. You know, speak FedEx, uh, read about Zuckerberg, read about those guys, how they did it, what they do. how we'll make makes them
0: tick. Love that. Um,
1: so that's what I kind of like. So okay. um, I read a lot of...
0: Oh, John Grisham. So if you that's need live advice, just let me know. <laughs> that's right. Jill's here. <laughs> that's right, you know, Real estate, law, you know, she does it all. Everybody. It's a fish. <laughs> that's it. No, that's great. And there's there's a lot of really, really good takeaways and advice from there. Influencers, types of genres, I think it's not all uh, motivational or business related. Right. You know, the murder mystery gets your brain going. And it also, I'm assuming, mellows you out a little bit too. You know, it kind of it detaches. It does. It detaches. Okay. It's not watching
1: TV. I can read and it really just clears my mindset. Okay. And of so, you know, and, uh, of texting or doing anything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, it you know, you know, the business part. Nice. And also travel, because okay. travel is so important. Mm-hmm. And just as the, the architecture, just the other things, to, to so you can be, do you talk in conversations, conversations to other people. Sure. And just uh, it just teaches you the culture and it's just very important to make you more real
0: I agree with that. And, and we kind of discussed this before we went live, but you know, having a, the, the conversations, the books we read, the travel we do, it really makes us who we are. And I think that more people out there, especially into you know, younger generations, they're not taking the time to really enjoy travel, and it doesn't have to be on a crazy expensive budget, but go out and see things. There's so much to see in Colorado just in our state alone, but experience cuisine and, and look at architecture, like you said, and nature and, and have the conversations, I, I mean, I think that's that's really good takeaways. So just so everybody knows, I'm gonna have uh, a list of those uh, you know sources, things like that, uh, for everybody to consume as well and learn like Jill learned. So Jill, this has been a fantastic episode so far, chock full of information. <laughs> so this is the last question to kind of wrap everything up uh, so, if you could take a look at your brand, you as a person, you as a professional, and sum it up with a quote that you live by or a mantra, what does that look like for a children's This should
1: like with the why. This, this could change on my day, daily too. Okay. It could be inspirational sometimes, sometimes it's, it's uh, zen like, sometimes okay, it's yeah. mother like. Okay. But today it's going to be fierce. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's going to be, because I've been thinking about
0: this one. Okay.
1: Shaking those answers. No, um, this is good, this is uh, good. It's, everybody wants to be the lion until they see what the lion has to do.
0: hmm right. That's huge.
1: And, and I tell you, you do, you have to, you just put yourself out there yeah. every day. Yeah. And if you're not uncomfortable, you know, my uncomfortableness is reaching out, and calling people. Okay. You know, cold calling, mm-hmm. or just sort you of, know, calling call back in six months, calling back in a month.
0: Right.
1: Even wearing my name tag. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's just, because it's not something I did. Hmm but now it's something I do. So it's just, so you're uncomfortable, it's so have to huge.
0: Right.
1: you can be just little steps every day. And just mm-hmm. adds up. And I think too, were you trying to wind this up? Cause I'm not dead. Oh no, no, you're good. <laughs> Give me more. Hey, everybody,
0: I'll, I'll go as long as Jill wants to go. i have some more ideas. Let, let, let's hear it, let's hear it.
1: I think in our world with social media uh, and all these other genres that we have to put ourselves out there, that we're sure. just getting spread so thin. Mm-hmm. There's three things I do. Okay. Only three things I do well, and I'm gonna even count and put me out my signs. There you go. All right. You know, I can negotiate and I can price and I have intuitiveness in the marketplace. Hmm. Other than that, these other things, if you can't quantify what they're doing, I just think I just mean you, you might as well just be you're burning your time and your money. Sure. All right. Um, so I think we're all trying to take on too much, we're trying hmm. to wear too many hats. We gotta do Facebook. We gotta do Twitter. We gotta do instagram and that's great you can do it right but it's one of these things you either get you either dive in getting your toes wet it's not gonna work you either dive in you do it or you don't mm-hmm. Agreed. so you just gotta agree what your three things are and you gotta go from
0: there sure and I think that's really good points to mention Jill I, I know that uh, there's a lot of people that are gonna resonate with that I love that fierce nature uh, they I think another adage into that is, is everybody wants to be successful until they realize how hard it is mm-hmm. how much work you have to put in to, to, to achieve those goals, to do that, and that's okay. There's a top one, there's a top five, there's a top 10% for a reason. It's not for everybody, that's okay, but the people that are out there that this type of content resonates with, they're gonna be all about that. So that was a really good you know, yeah. quote to live by in mantra, and Jill, again, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been amazing. I wanna say you're an official real estate titan in my book, yeah. so thank you so much, <laughs> thank you so much. So everybody out there, thanks so much for your time and attention, love and support. I really appreciate all you. Uh, as always, every Tuesday and Friday afternoons, a different Titan, a different location. Uh, I really appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.